you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey everyone, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The NFL game is not played in Studio 66. David, football, football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. I hope all's well in Studio 66, too. I wouldn't know because I'm not in there. No, like those who've come before me, the brave souls over man's recorded history. There was Paul Pierce. There was Willis Reed. There was Jesus, and now there is Dave Damashek rising, and for no greater purpose than to record a new episode of the DDFP. I can see into there via Skype. I'm looking right now at one handsome Hank, finally back in Studio 66, but sadly, alone. I couldn't join him. All right, enough with his music. That's enough. We'll get to him. We'll tell you his story in a minute. Let me tell you mine first. Dave, wait a second. Then, wait, hold, hold up a second. You yeah. say that you are, you've risen again. As right. far as I can see, you've risen as far as putting your head on one pillow on a bed. Explain what's happening. Why are we? Why are we seeing you in this state? But You're right. I would, I would not say that you have have made some kind of incredible comeback to to do this. Mm-hmm. I see. You're you're taking me literally. Yes. I meant figuratively. I've risen in the name of doing this show. And I'll be honest with you. We did one really good show earlier in the week with not one, not two, but three Hall of Famers from the 2017 Hall of Fame class. Those three guys are LaDainian Tomlinson, Terrell Davis, and Kurt Warner. I encourage you, nay, demand that you go and listen to that show on iTunes and or track me down my public page. On Facebook and Twitter, you'll see links of each of these three guys describing what they consider to be the most memorable plays of their respective careers. This all in advance of uh, NFL Network Eternal Red Zone Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, Eternal Red Zone, the 2017 Hall of Fame class edition. We're honoring all seven guys going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, but I really felt like, you know what? We could just let that podcast st- stand. I, I hurt my back. I'll tell you why in a second. I I figured, you know what? We can get away with just doing one podcast this week and uh, let everybody enjoy those tales. We can genuflect to the, to the seven uh, football guys about to get their gold jackets. And that'll be good enough for the audience. Then on Thursday morning, we heard that Ryan Tannehill heard his news. We did not know at the time of the recording what how bad it was it sounded grim and i thought you know what our resident miami dolphins fan handsome hank and i need the kibitz 
in an emergency basis to try and figure out what to do. Late breaking, though, Ryan Tannehill, no structural damage. Good news, handsome Hank. Muzzle tough. High five, in fact. Wait, here, wait, let me get my hand. There. Is that it? In audio. Yeah, there we yeah, go. I, go think, I think it worked. There we go. Yeah, we did it. There you go, handsome. You. I want to high five you on behalf of all Dolphins fans. Uh, so congratulations to you. We'll dig in on that. Now to my infirmity. Wait, on can Sunday, I one more thing yeah. though? Okay, yeah. so you 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 spoke to the three Hall of Famers, right? And that, I mean, there's some incredible stories, right? Kurt Warner overcame, um, you know, being a being a, a forgotten player, playing at a at a small school, playing in NFL Europe, playing in the Arena Football League, stacking shelves. You spoke to Terrell Davis, another late round draft pick. You know, came in on a team which had had all those pieces with Elway, and and out of nowhere became that missing piece. LT, maybe you know, not quite so difficult for LT, but you know, continuing the theme, they all overcame something, and yet you weren't able to overcome whatever has happened to you, and you are still you weren't inspired in any way to try and follow in their footsteps. I don't understand what you're getting at, sir. It's quite the opposite. 180 degrees, as a matter of fact. I'm broadcasting here and now. If anyone is listening right now, then then they can testify on my behalf. I've shown up, handsome Hank. Right. Sure. I mean, I'm using. You're using Skype, and you're lying right. on your bed. If I mean, I could show up to work like that as well, but I choose to to make you know to go the extra yard. Well, uh, listen, there, there are some differences between you and me. You don't understand what it is, though, handsome. You're a specimen. That's why we call you Handsome Hank. Those of us who are less than perfect, though, sometimes confront, you know, so, some imperfections. And I hope that, uh, and, and where mine comes from specifically this time around is on Sunday, I, uh, I was uh, putting my shoe on to head off to uh, my daughter's, uh, to uh, baby Oprah. She's now uh, playing basketball. I was going off to her practice, putting my shoe on, and I sneezed. Next thing I knew, I was on the floor, and I couldn't get up because uh, my back was out. And it, 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 I, what, what? I don't know what's going on. Why? The studio audience we have in here thinks that your, your tale of woe is hysterical. I, I mean, I assume they're cries and gasps. They sounds like laughter coming through here, but uh, but either way, yeah, I, I was uh, I was felled by a sneeze, and uh, and and have not been able to stand for more than ninety seconds ever since. And you know, like I say, you know, if that serves as some sort of inspiration out there for Ryan Tannehill, or you know, our, our countless uh, our countless citizens in the Czech Republic, terrific. I mean, that's that's part of what I'm getting at. I. I, I think you understand, handsome, with uh, with great responsibility. Uh, what's the you know what the phrase? That is? thing, yeah, yeah. And always great says, power, something like that. Power and responsibility. responsibility yeah. It's about more than just you and me at this point. You know, no, we you, have to yeah. press on. I know, and that's so, that's what I admire is that you is that you did it anyway. Thank you, thank you. See, that's what we're doing. Thumbs up. Yep. Um, so, all right, handsome. So we're doing the show here, um, and uh, and we'll make it brief. But I do want to kibitz a little bit. Okay. About Ryan Tannehill about your Dolphins because as I've said innumerable times you know the greatest thing and happy birthday happy 40th to Tom Brady aka the goat the greatest thing that he the football gods delivered to him and to his dear friend Peyton was an easy division most both of those guys have played in in impossibly easy divisions for the majority of their careers and I figured in 2017 the AFC East had a real chance to pose an actual challenge, or at least more than one team to pose a challenge. Yeah, the Dolphins rose up there for a couple of years, and the Jets rose up there for a couple of years. But for there to actually be four or five actual tough games within the division, and I think if Ryan Tannehill is okay, and we'll see, just because there's no structural damage doesn't mean he's good and clean and ready to roll tomorrow. I don't uh, suspect he'll be out there for a little while. But do you feel that this is some sort of harbinger of good news of bad news for the Patriots that things ain't going your way this time around Tom Brady Belichick and company this is the year of the Dolphin witness this little scare and now we move forward just like we're doing here with the DDFP is Damashek done is he is he going to be able to get up from his bed Damashek presses forward can Ryan Tannehill follow Damashek's lead and lead the Dolphins now to uh, to brighter days coming up here well, I think actually, well, I, think- I think Ryan Tannehill might be very much like Damashek in that 
yes, he will be. He'll get off his his sick bed and do it. But I wouldn't necessarily equate what you're doing now to leading anyone to glory. I would say you're 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 barely getting by, and I think that might wind up being being what happens with the Dolphins as well. Um, mm. I I think Tannehill will be back, but it doesn't it doesn't bode well for him that that he could be running out of bounds and not get touched and and then be hobbling off the field in agony. Yeah, very strange. What do you think? What was your first thought when you heard that? All right, at least we have Matt Moore, or was it? Let's dip in as uh, as everyone on Twitter and beyond immediately did started volunteering who they think needed to replace Ryan Tannehill. Well, my first thought, Dave, because I I fancy myself a a future um, general manager. My first thought was, look, let's be rational about it. Let's see what the options are out there. So I made myself a little list, and I wondered if we you and Ooh. I could go through it together. I, I'm I'm game for anything. Okay. Uh, full full disclosure, you know, I can't see it, but you know, there's the sign hanging over the door there in Studio 66 that reads "No Jive." Right. Now, to be clear, it doesn't actually hang there, but but in our metaphorically, brain, in our mind, it does. Yeah. Right. Right. Same thing as me metaphorically having risen to do yes, this show. Exactly. Um. You know, no jive. I'm all hopped up on Percocet. So whatever you want to talk about, I have a <laughs> devil may care attitude. Even more than usual, handsome. Yeah, we okay. can talk. You know, you know. Thursday, it's National Watermelon Day. If you want to talk about watermelon, watermelon or other fruits contending for fruit of the year, we can go that path too. We could do the that. The world's your oyster. But let's talk about your list. That well, you well, before we get to that, let's manage. actually do this. What melon rankings? Where does watermelon rank on the on the melon rankings? Well, among melons, I'll go water one. Water. I'll go. I'll go. Uh, there's there's is cantaloupe? Is that I think cantaloupe is a type of melon, yeah. I uh, you know what? Cantaloupe gets a lot of attention. And a lot of other people want to, those same people want to denigrate the uh the the honeydew. And in my book, the honeydew is superior. Now, hmm. you don't want to get the piece that's a little bit whiter in complexion. Right. You want, you the, want the orangey pinky one. Wait, honeydew? Oh, cantaloupe that's... is the orange. The honeydew is the green. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, I get confused by them as well. Isn't it nice that while we're talking about cantaloupe and key lime, what we're really talking about are the uniform colors of the Miami Dolphins. It all comes together right there. I would say number two is the honeydew, and then I would go cantaloupe. How do your people say cantaloupe? I don't think we do. I don't even think that's what they call that type of melon there. I thought you were about to claim that they don't even make it in the UK. No, no, like they definitely did. make it, uh, unlike um, pretzels, which which they, they have. Uh, or still... raccoons, according to you. No, I promise you there are no raccoons in, in the United Kingdom, outside of a zoological park. Yeah, 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 right. Well, that, that's exempted, of course. Right. But uh, right. anywho, all right, all get right. to your... Oh, so, okay, so I get my three. Do you agree with that, one? Yeah, I do. I like... Oh. Water... Yeah, I, Pro I, tip. Yeah, I, I told you this one, handsome, last year. This really works. Get yourself some kosher salt, some of the sea salt. Sprinkle it, not too liberally, by the way, but sprinkle a little bit of the salt, not the dumb junk out of the out of the mm-hmm. little container. Mm-hmm. I mean, sea salt, some good stuff. Put that on your watermelon. I don't know why. It makes it sweeter. I, it doesn't make sense, but it does. Yeah. And, uh, and and thank me later. Anywho. Back okay. to you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. So here are the here are what I think are the Dolphins' options. Um, had if Ryan Tannehill's not available, and let's let's assume that maybe this could happen again, or maybe just it not being structurally sa- or any less sound than it was this morning. At the time it? of this recording, we do not know. Right. So Matt Moore is their backup. He played the last four games of last season, including a, a horrific playoff loss to the Steelers. Um, do you feel? Let's stop on him. Okay. Do you feel like? Because, as they say, one of the oldest uh, football cliches is the most popular guy in town is the backup QB. I think Matt Moore, myself included, in in the mix of people who would say Matt Moore might be the best backup out there. Now, Jimmy Garoppolo kind of changes that a little bit, a, a young up-and-comer like that. But, but you know, this entrenched veteran, among entrenched veterans, yep. the, the 21st century answer to, to Don Strock, to Don Strock. David Woodley's backup in the 80s and uh, and Dan Marino's backup in the 80s who was uh, efficient when you threw him in there. The problem is so often with these guys is you realize after you see him for two to four games, oh, that's why he's a backup. Exactly. Because as our, 
as our, as, as, you know, as our colleague Bucky Brooks put it best, the league will adjust to him. Once the defenses around the league make that adjustment, can that quarterback then make adjustments to counter what they're doing to stop him? And that's really what distinguishes backups from starting QBs is the ability to continue to evolve. I feel like what we saw with Matt Moore was anybody might say, oh, why don't they go with him already? Stop with this Tannehill experiment. I don't know if you know, Handsome, but Tannehill played wide receiver in, in uh, college. And a lot really? of people used to point. Yeah, it's true. He really? did. He played. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have a whole lot of experience because back when he was in A&M, he played some wide receivers. So wow. it, that stalled his progress as a okay. QB. But anywho. Uh, and, uh, jump ahead. A lot of people said, just put Matt Moore in already. He's the better. Then once we saw Matt Moore for an extended stretch for more than a game or two, you saw, yeah, that he has a lower ceiling than Ryan Tannehill or any number of anyone else. So I think that now we can we can flush down the 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 tubes the notion that Matt Moore is a viable option for a full NFL season. Next. I would agree. So I'd say you could go into the season with Matt Moore, but you probably can't do about more than about another four weeks before and, you have and it's to have great- someone else. And isn't it a great reminder, too, to expand the conversation to all 32 teams? You know, the idea that we don't, as I guess as people who spend uh, uh, the entire year talking about pro football, it's a little weird that we don't spend more time discussing the quality of each team's backup. Because it's it's not everything, but it's massive. You know, I know that the Patriots, save that one year. Well, actually, even the Patriots. The pay, uh, it seems like Tom Brady's always healthy, but of course, he missed an entire year in odd eight, and then last year with the suspension. Most every team is going to have to see the backup at right. some point. There are very few teams that, that, that the QB year in and year out is is that... I mean, Eli Manning, I guess, is the looming exception to that, but you're usually going to see the backup at some point. And uh, so the fact that teams don't put more stock in who they're... Uh, who, who they're putting into that position is, is interesting, or at least that we don't evaluate that more and try and uh, determine the impact it's going to have on the team. The Percocet's making my head go a little wander a little bit there, <laughs> but I hope the point, I hope the point, the, no, the point, up. the point, the point, I get the point. And I think the Dolphins have cutting, that guy in Matt Moore. You've cutting got through. Yeah. It's not cutting through like a Ryan Mallet fastball, more like right. a Matt Moore floater that okay. finds its way to the receiver. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Your point, your, You're point, my receiver. your point got there in the end and that's all that Thank counts. You. Thank you. Um, all right. So then there are a few free agent options. One of them, I don't know if you've heard, but Colin Kaepernick's on the market. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit this summer. Um, yeah, I've heard. And I think Colin Kaepernick, Miami might be one of the f- one of the best places for him based on the fact that the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, runs or f- recently formed in the last 12, 18 months a, a foundation about athletes and and using their platform for to to get equality and i don't i think he'd be one of the few owners in the nfl that isn't going to say there's no way this could happen i don't want to go into any potentially xenophobic kind of stuff but people have floated to me that that's exactly why he wouldn't fit miami colin kaepernick that is because a uh, uh an outsized portion of the population there is Cuban and for some reason I, I, I honestly he, uh, before, hate to claim ignorance, but I don't know the specifics. The, of the specific why of that. it is is completely different to everything else. The, the reason that the thirty-one other teams have said they wouldn't be interested in signing signing Colin Kaepernick. On the one hand, as I said, Stephen Ross probably would be a very supportive owner for him, even to the extent I think Kenny Stills knelt before games last year, and and Stephen Ross basically got behind him and said, "Of course, he's welcome to do whatever he wants to do." Um, Colin Kaepernick, before he played in Miami last year, the Dolphins played the 49ers, uh, I guess, about halfway through the season, wore wore a Fidel Castro T-shirt the week before. It was, I think, just after Castro had died and and came out publicly with his support for him based on the fact that he was a, you know, stood up for for things himself. Look at that. Let's have the the kiss. Let's do the kiss on camera. You want to do the kiss? Let's do the kiss on camera. There you go. That'll make I don't you, know if, what that's about. That'll make you better. That that w- <laughs> I don't know who that was. But see, when you play hero to the to the victor go the to the hero go the go. sport. Exactly. Um so that's the that's the that's the Kaepernick um Cuban connection that maybe maybe makes him hard for some of the uh the the, the population locally in Miami to swallow. 
How about at, from a football perspective? I, you know, I don't even want to go down. We, we've had the conversation. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to do it anymore. Of course, it's loco. I can't believe that. I, I mean, I believe it at this point, but it, it, it seems hard for it. It is difficult for me to accept that in a world where guys get employed in spite of so many other awful things, uh, felonies and otherwise, that a guy using his First Amendment rights is is somehow a pariah to, to a fan base. And I and I and I do not believe that the very vocal minority represents the vast majority of the fan bases. It's crazy to me. Now I understand if you if the explanation is we think our locker room is going to get a, an undue amount of questions about a non-football matter and we don't want to deal with that because we don't know if this guy is even our starter why why disrupt the mm-hmm. locker room if he's going to be a backup. But if you're in this boat now, if let's say Tannehill went out and by the way this is uh this is something to keep an eye on. This is what a lot of people like me have said all through the summer invariably a quarterback's going to get hurt and then that will be Kaepernick's opportunity going forward. The idea that at this point, do I think Colin Kaepernick is a top five or a top 10 option in the NFL? No, but he is one of the 32 best human beings at quarterback ergo why you wouldn't play. And by the way, his, the, the style of his play, it's not like he needs, well, he's got to do a deep dive on the playbook and it's going to take him six weeks to get up to speed by, by the, by the, nature of his game you can really shrink the, the at least in the short term shrink the playbook and throw him in there and let him run around and make some plays with his athleticism until he is up to speed with the playbook exactly. i don't understand why why a team like the dolphins wouldn't be all over this especially i think if you skew defensive in the way your roster shapes up at this point i think obviously you take a look at what the niners did in their heyday three four years ago and you apply that formula Done and done. And if you're right. Adam Gase, who has some track record or some has worked out at least uh, what he'd like to do with Colin Kaepernick, you know, easy peasy in my book. Yeah, and you've got the running game there as well, which is how, you know, we're having Kaepernick in the backfield with a running game makes him a lot more effective than he was last year where he didn't really have that with him. Precisely. And a good running game. Yeah, it all shapes up. It makes uh, makes too much sense to me. Okay, so here are two. Well, there, there are then three. Na- so my this is my free agent list. Kaepernick's at the top of that. Then there are three names of guys who are retired. Jay Cutler has a background with Adam Gase, had his best season, you know, of the last five years or so with Gase. He always, he's always the one I point to. I agree with you. And Gase, by the way, also deserves. We were talking the last couple of weeks about QB whispers, guys who are allegedly QB whispers or offensive right. geniuses, defensive, because in one stop for one season, that coach has a good year. It's the Mike Martz effect, let's call yep. it. Uh, you know, Adam Gase has, in fact, been productive with just about every QB at every stop that he's worked with. So, um, you know, that that's part of the reason that if, let's say, let's go back to before Thursday began. That's why I was high on the Dolphins. I think Ryan Tannehill it wasn't the Percocets. Well, well, the Percocet, right? Yeah. Well, it was let's go like seventy-five percent Percocet, twenty-five percent Adam Gase, right? Uh, and uh, and yeah, what 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 figures to have? Ha- what what figures to happen this year in in year two for Tannehill with Gase? But Cutler is another guy, right? People, this I feel bad for Jay Cutler at this point. I don't know if that's crazy for a multimillionaire who now goes from playing football to getting to talk about football for the rest of his life, making millions of dollars doing so. But I, we've already, he's barely retired, and he's like a punchline now. He had good seasons in the NFL. I mean, he wasn't, just because his sitting face looked a little curmudgeonly, that's his, gonna be, that's how he's, that's his MO for the rest of the time. The other concern I would have with Jay Cutler here in August is he's been retired for three months. That's what I was going to say. He's he's on the Maurice Jones-Drew retirement workout plan. <laughs> I something tells me something tells me that he he hasn't exactly been uh, been been keeping himself in. in that shape. was my guess. That's what I was going to speculate too. Is it possible that by the next time we set eyes on Jay Cutler, he's just about unrecognizable because he's going about three twenty-five now. It could be. It really could. That really could be the case. I, I guarantee he hasn't shaved since <laughs> since June. And, but by uh, the way, wouldn't he be good if he's if he really is willing to come out of retire? I, I there's no indication at this point that he is. But if the Dolphins called, I guess Adam Gase would be the difference. But same goes for it. We talked about it in March too. If if a t- you know Blake Bortles. 
has had an up and down. I mean, I uh, the, how much stock you're supposed to put in a completion percentage at practice, I don't know. But B- Blake Bortles got beaten up a few days ago for yeah. uh, for for uh, an atrocious performance. Wouldn't you want Jay Cutler? Is Jay Cutler really that the uh, right. much a pariah that you wouldn't want Jay Cutler in the building? Wouldn't you? I, 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 it's surprising to me that. You don't hear teams like that going after Jay Cutler. That the, the, the Jags at this point aren't chasing a guy like that. Anywho, but Jay Cutler. So all right, yeah, he's so an Cut, Cutler's one. Another ex uh, Gase guy, and I'm going to rule him out. But I know that people will mention it, so we might as well just get it out there. Peyton Manning. You know, I don't. I think that would be a terrible idea. But but that's <laughs> that's certainly what people will say. They'll make the connection between Adam Gase and Peyton Manning and say that would be a good idea. It wouldn't. Let's be honest. And then Tony Romo, obviously. But I just think it's too early for Romo. I think it's it's difficult for Romo to let's say he looked at that Dolphins roster and said, and and Tannehill's definitely gone. There's no question of him coming back this season. And Romo looked at that roster and said, you know what, that's got pieces there that I feel like I could be, I, you know, these guys have such big egos. I feel like if I was there, I could take this team deep into the playoffs. I just think, I think that could happen in week five of the season and it could be a possibility. But given that Tony Romo is literally about to call his very first game in the NFL, I feel like just turning his back on his new role now and saying, actually, I'm going to the Dolphins. I don't see that happening for any team, even if even if Dak got injured tomorrow in practice. I just wouldn't see that happening now. Yeah, I agree, and I, I and I know that uh, Romo was conflicted, but the the bottom line is, you know, he he received uh, warnings from doctors: do don't uh, do this again. Right. You really can't take yeah, yeah, another hit. Exactly. But but I'll tell you, you know, Laramie Tunsil, uh, you know, that I, I really think that I. In the top three things that might entice Romo would be to know that he's got his backside protected there, he's not got, to be overly simplistic. He's got a decent offensive but... line. He's got a running game. He's got some good receivers. It wouldn't it wouldn't look like a, a bad option for you if you said, you know what, I really still feel the itch and I'd like to come back. But I just I don't necessarily think that now he could possibly do that. Well, bottom line is let's hope all is well. Let's hope to continue here. Uh, good reports back on Ryan Tannehill because not just because he seems like a nice guy, you know, you and I have gotten to kibitz with him uh, separately and together a couple of times. And he seems like a delightful fella. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, and for Dolphins fans and beyond, but also, you know, I don't get what, what bit the, the, the football gods are playing here. Like, don't we, shouldn't the football gods be trying to treat us all a little bit better? You know, this, to, to, to say that the, the chief opponent or the chief foe that might be able to take down the Patriots in their own division this year, to, to, to uh, right out of the gate to hurt the QB, or is this to get inside the head of Tom Brady and company and say, mm-hmm. Tannehill, we, we wanted to see how you'd react to this and think, oh, we're on easy street again. Let your guard down. Now it's going to be tough to ramp back up now that you realize Tannehill's good to go. Not unlike, again, that thanks to the inspiration from Southern California by Dave Damashek podcasting in spite of having a bad back. Yeah, that's that's definitely a possibility. I, I, I'm i not sure the, the 90 minutes that their worry might have caused in New England will be enough to really knock them off course, but, but I don't it's, know. it's a Sir, good theory. I'm, I'm, I'm reaching, handsome. Yeah, we, no. need, we, need, we need hope. We can't just decide that the Patriots are going to the Super Bowl no matter what. We need to... To, to have some reason for optimism, and hopefully this uh, doctor's this report do that, that there's no structural damage is, uh, is just what we're looking for. More on the way. Now, on to another game, not uh, the game of football, the game of life, this time the game of fictional life, handsome. Game of Thrones. Now, you've been off in the U.K. Welcome yes. back. Thank you very much. Europe in general, you vacationed in Germany. No, I was right? working in Germany. I vacationed in, ah. in the United Kingdom. Um, I see. And then and then I had to go to Germany for some meetings. That was it's always pleasant to be in Germany. Where in Germany? I went to three places. I went to Munich or München as they München. Uh, München oh, München. München in summertime. It's, Did you drink some beautiful. of those big beers? I had a big beer. It was it was a delight. Yeah. Uh and then I went to Hamburg, um right. which is a beautiful city as well, and Berlin which is one of my favorite cities on on the whole planet. So that was uh, people that was say nice. that all the time. Is that I, I've never been to Berlin and I've, I've heard, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's risen again, maybe inspired maybe by Dave. Like you, right. Exactly. Show. They built the city up after WW2. I hear it's uh, an extraordinary place and, uh, you know, unrecognizable, obviously pre uh, 
mid 20th century. <laughs> That's definitely true. Yes. I mean, they leveled it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> With that, yes, definitely unrecognizable from back then. You're right. I don't remember. I don't know. I wasn't around back then. Yeah, I mean, I it's not the kind of it's like. not the kind of thing you you generally say to the people there. Hey, I noticed yeah. there's a lot of new architecture around here. <laughs> that would be gauche. Yeah, that was that's not the type of thing uh, you would you would generally say. But it's good that you've you recognized it and called it out. Well, I don't know if it's immoral. What that's somehow that's stepping on toes, or that that would be hurtful. I think. Like, it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't I, <laughs> I like to remind you of what happened in another war sometimes about right. 250 I, years ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know what happened there, handsome? Yeah, I do. You, your people were, were still in Hungary. It wasn't, I mean, you, you weren't a part of that. Oh, my, you mean my people, my yeah. bloodline. Your bloodline. Yeah. Don't worry about that. I bleed USA. I bleed the red, white, and blue. That's, I, but, but back in, uh, the late 18th century, there was another war, and That's I have right. no compunction about bringing it up to you now. You can't. So I should. So, so going forward, handsome, who you know is from uh, from one Europe nation, he is advising all all within the sound of his voice. It is inappropriate to, to mention <laughs> to mention Berlin's past. Well, right. you've 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 seen you've you've watched Faulty Towers and the few episodes of that. There's one which which the the theme throughout is don't don't mention the war. And John Cleese has a has an issue with accidentally dropping it into conversation. <laughs> okay, uh, good good note. Good yes. note. Okay, the uh, other war, the war between um, uh, John Snow and uh, and everyone else, we can talk about. It's sort of Cersei v. Daenerys now, right? Yeah. And I by the that's, way, that's where it's we're, we have. Uh, we're going to turn it over to the experts in just a second here. Eddie Spaghetti, Sully, and sideline reporter Savvy sat down and did a three-person podcast, mm. and they'll be doing it. And we'll attach it at the back end of uh, of the shows. We'll give you full warning. I have gotten a. I, I, I'm officially saturated with. Uh, with messages from the Czech Republic saying, please stop with the spoiler alerts uh, on or give a spoiler alert before you launch into discussion about Game of Thrones. So we will give that to you okay. before. And, and this is officially this is Game a spoiler. Of There's about to be a spoiler alert. And then you'll get a few minutes on the back end with updates on our game of Game of Thrones Fantasy League. Game of Game of Thrones League. We are playing Game of Thrones game. All right, let's talk about it. Okay. And spaghetti and or Bartlett behind the glass. I can't see you. Feel free to chime in again if you'd like to. But handsome, have you? Are you all the way caught up right now? I'm all the way caught up. So I couldn't when I was in the UK. It's first of all, it's on. They it's it's pretty cool because it's not many shows that you know, TV shows as opposed to sporting events that they show live across those countries. But they will show it the first airing, I guess, that will be on HBO here, which is like 2 a.m. there. So that's mm. the, if you want to watch it, you've got to stay up on Sunday night till 2 a.m. to watch it. And I was not that desperate to. And I don't think I even had access to the to the TV station that I could have watched it on. So I watched. I flew back from Europe on last Saturday. And on the plane, by coincidence, they had the previous season of Game of Thrones. And I didn't have anything else to do. So I watched the final two episodes of that. Then landed, Great way to get caught up. Exactly. Right? I, I, got, I, 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 like, I lit the fire for myself. Then I landed, and I not landed. unlike the guy lit the fire uh, in the under the little girl. Of, uh, oh, not that one, not, not that far. <laughs> that sounds dirty out of context. No, <laughs> the one guy with the mark on his head. Yes. See, this is where the ex need to chime in. The I guy know. who got the circle carved into his head to show his fealty. Uh, to, whatever, whatever it's called. Didn't the, he? Uh, did he make time with Cersei at one point? Was he? Correct. Was he, he was her husband briefly, wasn't he? Do you remember that? That yeah. like a few seasons ago, he 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 would um she would sneak him into the into her chambers as well. If you and that's, that's what you know, but that's what they that's said. That's her former bedmate. Yes, and then he went off um off and, and became a you know he was obviously so traumatized by um by his time with Cersei that he he turned to religion to cleanse himself mm -hmm. that's spot I on see. yeah um so okay good and that's that's the first time i've ever actually he, been on top of any plot points in game of thrones sex and in the one blew hole. The, 
she she blew the joint the kingdom come they all died that's, that's right that's what that, and that's why he decided he had to turn to religion <laughs> but yes you're right oh, that, that's she, extra that's extra funny on Percocet hands <laughs> keep keep the blue jokes coming okay. I like it um I now let's advance to Cersei and her quest for love she makes her love on Jamie once again earning Damashek and Chris Harris Jr.'s uh, Game of Thrones team great points for their lovemaking. Um, but then at the same time, or even just prior to that, she promises her lady parts to uh, to urine Greyjoy. I know. And that, that doesn't feel like a good idea. I think she's counting, By the way, she's counting on I, him, getting, him, him getting in a nasty accident. Yeah, I, I, a lot of people out there are comparing who Urine Greyjoy reminds them of, what he looks like, and everything. I'm going with Bam Margera. Are you a fan yeah, of? Yeah, uh, yeah. I know. I think I'm that, not a fan I, of it, but I know exactly who you mean, and that's that's um, that that's a direction that he could be could be seen as. I, you know what? I didn't like him last year. I mean, not just because he's mean. That's uh, that. If you judge people on how mean they are on Game of Thrones, uh, and you don't like them for that, then yeah. you're gonna be in some trouble. But I thought that when I first, I was, ah, I don't need this character. He'll be killed off quickly. And now I enjoy him quite a bit. I like, I like his uh, mock. Well, I like him. I like him. I like the two hands over the head. Yeah. Waving, waving I like the, the bit where he landed. He came down on his, uh, his like ramp that he, he rolled off his ship looking like a crazy monkey. He was like, ah, um, <laughs> the, <laughs> take another puck. Is that Dave? I like that. I'm like going to have more. I love it. Coming um, like a, like a monkey. Um, tell me who you think, because Game of Thrones has been very good at, at creating meanies, like mean people. So you have yeah. Joffrey, who everyone loved to hate, uh, and he was he likable. I don't know whether he, he nef- necessarily had Euron's yeah. likability. Ramsay, who was who was crazy. I liked Ramsay. I got to say, I liked I liked some of the just how mean he yeah. was. There were bits there were bits where he went a little over the top, but I also loved watching getting eaten by his dogs at the end, which which I was reminded of last weekend. And then now Euron, who, what do you, in terms of meanness rankings? What who wh- where do you go one through three? Yeah, and is I mean, there anyone that, I'm missing off the list as well? I'm trying to think if there's anyone. I'd... Yeah, spaghetti. Who is? Are we missing it? Well, Cersei's pretty mean, and so was her yeah, father. Yeah, but but not they're not they're different type. They're not like crazy mean. Well, maybe they but are. It, I don't know. I don't know how you would quantify this conversation. Uh, how you exactly would gauge this? Because Joffrey in a fist fight, I would defeat. You know, I, even I could beat up Joffrey. Yeah, but I'm talking about like who could construct the meanest thing they could. That's do. what I'm. Right, that's what I'm saying. Who would you least want to tangle with? Who would you least want to hear? Yeah, he's not a wow. meanie though. Don't I mean, like, what's he? Don't don't be that way, spaghetti with the Night King. That's the, you. You don't please play into the spirit. I think Euron is you, for who real. Who would you want to hear? Who would you not want to hear? Like the, through the grapevine in Westeros, like. I don't know if you heard, but so and so is PO'd at you, and he's coming to get exactly. You. Or, or right now in the behind the glass, there's an axe coming through the door. It's Euron, and you're like, oh my god, someone's cut, trying to get in. Which of those three guys would you're, you least you're, like? Euron, Euron in the books what? is. I was just telling Barlett is like a demigod, and he's magical because they're alluding to it in the show. But he's traveled the entire world, and he right. sh- sailed all the he sailed all the fourteen different seas. Uh, and along the way, he supposedly picked up magic, and he's kind of friends with these warlocks, uh, and that's the reason why his ship Silence came out of nowhere. So he's a guy that's uh, he's pretty powerful. Hmm. Okay. And so, he but he now... would if he if he came through the door now, would he would he just slit your throat, yeah. or would he do what Ramsey would do, which is like cut your toes off and toast them and feed them to you and stuff like that. Like oh, that's because I, 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 I'd at least like to see Ramsey. Ramsey would be the one. I don't want to get eaten by dogs. I don't want to eat any of my body parts. There's all kinds of reasons. I don't want Ramsey to be the guy that would capture well, me. Toe, toe is the, uh, if that was the deal, I would, uh, you know, I would like, uh, I would give the toe right now. If that was where it's right. Not, well, I mean, you know, against other Ramsey options. Ramsey likes yes. to take much worse. Well, yeah. Exactly. He likes to do much worse. Hey, uh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know, apropos of nothing, this I, it, my dream is finally coming true. I meant to say this at the top. Uh, I've always, as you know, I've always wanted to do at least one show pantsless, and today that <laughs> becomes a reality. Can you prove it? I could, but you know, okay. this is a family. Yeah, this yeah is it's a, family a family show. show. You're right. 
No, no, no. That's enough. That's, that's far enough bad. down the down the bed. We, if you're listening, you're not really going to understand what's happening. But Dave has been lying on a bed on Skype this whole show. He gets kissed by people occasionally. It's pretty exciting to watch. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're, this really is. Uh, we got some house going over here right now. Uh, we the uh, earlier today also before we got going here, we delayed it by a few minutes because the nanny fell down in the driveway holding uh, holding one-year-old football baby girl, fell down in the driveway, and then uh, told me that, uh, that um, <laughs> she was stuck there. Nobody came to help her. Well, nobody was here, of course, so I don't know who was coming to get her. She said that she laid in the driveway for about eight minutes. So she, so imagine that sight. Is there the any, nanny, is there any truth to the rumor that, that the nanny is lying next to you in the bed? <laughs> I would like it if she just suddenly came into shot and was like, "Yeah, I'm lying here too as well. Been lying here for 15 minutes and no one's asked me a question yet about the Dolphins' quarterback situation." Some blonde scafoots came through here. You <laughs> saw a few minutes ago. You know, I don't know what's going on uh, today, but yes, it, it is. Uh, yes, it's it's all surreal to me. Is it was was that a real person that came in? Or I don't know. I don't know. A vision. Created by Urine Greyjoy, right. who's a demigod. I don't know what's happening anymore. My Maybe it was one of his warlock friends. I don't. I. I, I don't know. I right. don't know at this point. What did you think of? Um, I, I enjoyed that. that. Well, the thing that was weird. Talk about surreal. Did you feel sad for Arya seeing her brother and him not uh, seeming to care at all? Because Sansa. Now, yeah. Right. Not Arya. Or whatever her name is. Yes. <laughs> no, I just want to make sure we're talking about the same thing because Arya was, I don't know whether it was this episode or the last one, met her, her pet dog, her wolf, and that seemed a little strange as well because I, I didn't really understand what was going on there. But Those two things are analogous, right? I mean, that's what we're supposed maybe, to see. Maybe, I don't know. That you're, you're reading deeper into it than me. Uh, yeah, but he's a strange dude, let's be honest. He was, I mean, if imagine if you hadn't seen a family member for a while and they kept talking about how they're, they're the three-eyed raven. In fact, the, her response to him was something like, what are you talking about? What is the three-eyed raven? Which is exactly what I was thinking at the time. And I, my I understanding of, of his role in this, he's Bran, right? Not Bron. My understanding of his role in this whole thing is very, very limited. I get he can talk to animals and turn into, you know, control them with his eyes kind of flickering um but i don't really understand what like how that's gonna go a lot further i mean if he's that yeah. good if he's that good at it just turn and do the white king like flick your eyes back Ugh. uh yeah, be the white the, the, the night king and then and then turn around and say guys we're going back to the cold and then that would be it would be, all be over what right yeah if you know what's coming anyway then just let, let, listen yeah. if if it's inevitable that uh, the White Walkers are going to kill us no matter what, then just spare me. Like, I don't want to spend my last days hiking up to the wall and beyond and being all cold just to get killed anyway. I'll just stay where I am and let them come find me, right? <laughs> exactly. I'm just going south, as far south as I can. I may, get, may even get in hey, the ocean. Hey, three-eyed raven, do, uh, do, do sister here. Uh, yeah, do, do let me know what's coming up here. I wouldn't care for that, and nor would I care for if I were Sansa or anyone else. He so casually drops some... Uh, I'm sorry, by the way, what Ramsey done to you. Like, well, what were you watching that for, right. man? You're my brother. freak. You're a freak. I mean, what are you up. doing? Yeah. Now you're weighing in? Like, oh, yeah. But, oh, by the way, yeah. I mean, I saw everything that was happening, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry to see. Sorry, sorry that that all happened. Oh, and by you. the way, I can control things as well. Well, why didn't you control him and stop him from doing those things? To I just, I had other stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, if I take if I take three more Percocet today, I think I will become the three eyed <laughs> raven. With I don't think you're. Five, I think right now you're like your five eyes. Well, whatever many eyed <laughs> raven I'm, I turn into, look out because uh, I'm going to make things better for everybody. All right, handsome. What do you think? Is that enough? Have we? Done I think enough? that's enough. I don't think we our understanding of Game of Thrones can take us much deeper into this conversation. I agree. We need Marie. How's your team doing, by the way? Your team's suddenly doing well. Mine isn't. I I just, in fact, I do want to talk a little bit more. The sand oh, yeah. cyst. I thought I'd made some good choices. So I really was trying to create a familial atmosphere on my team. So I drafted uh, the Hound with my first pick. Went straight back and got the Mountain. So I've got two Cleganes on my that on feels my like team. Yeah, and but that feels like but that feels like playing in fantasy football terms 
that feels like playing uh, two running backs that are playing each other. I, re- I, I realize all of these things now, but I, I, as I was doing it, A, I was sitting in a pub in England, it, and I wasn't really, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't concentrating that hard on, on a fantasy draft of a fantasy program. Now, so I, I give credit, though. The people who concentrated the most during that draft were Kyle of Good Morning Football and uh, and Chris Long of the Philadelphia Eagles. They they, they toiled the yeah, hardest. They really though. did. They really did. They um and I sent some stupid things in the in the um text chain we had going during it to 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 shake things up a little bit. And to their credit, no one no one told me to shut up. I was also tweeting at, or or texting at what would have been two a.m. your time, which was the time that I was. You know, uh, excited about weirdest drafting. weirdest draft I've ever participated. I think in. He, by I'll... far, just because of the. I was like, wait, this is. I'm talking to Chris Long at this point about uh, whether wolves are naked or not. That would, that, you know, right. those those type of exchanges were were odd. Let's review that quickly. And uh, it, so, Kyle I have it here actually. And John Gonzalez uh, were in a bar in Rome. Who you were yes. in a pub in you in the UK. Chris Long was in a Manhattan hotel room that was haunted. Um, that, or at least he felt mm-hmm. it was haunted. He was afraid it was haunted. I, you know, I think that we could say, and then there were plenty of us out on the West Coast as well. Um, so various time zones, various uh, obstacles to overcome, be they uh, inebriation or, uh, or uh, ghosts. So, you know, everybody had their things Everybody, to exactly. But, Let's not make excuses after the fact. The bottom line is Damashek and Chris Harris Jr. sit in second place now and are positioned quite well. Jamie Lannister maneuvering a general, a true general. He killed, he, he kills. By the way, I got points, Spaghetti. I also got points for Lady Oleana killing Joffrey, right? Last season? Yeah. Two seasons ago? I mean, I was not part of it, but I assume you should have, yes. No, I mean I should get those. You points should get oh, them again. oh, you mean retroactively? Well, um, she owned up to it. That's Every- actually that's a good point. I'm gonna I could DM them again. I followed them a lot this week because I feel like I was not given the fair amount of points for what Sam has done. This this, this grading system, and I don't want to crush these the fantasizer. They've been great to us, but they they go like strictly based on the show. So if Sam was told, for example, that he's not getting promotion or like a compliment, you don't get the points for the the deed you did so i guess i i could see if well hey olena admitted to killing joffrey you know three seasons ago you could be in luck for some more points but she I'm got miss that old bird she was uh you know she, she was, was great yeah diana you know, she rick she's i mean she was she was uh one of the the you know she's one of the hottest women of all time she's up right up there maybe not so much any longer no well certainly not now not after that glass of not wine. after that glass of wine um, all right. You know what, handsome? Let's uh, call it a day. Here. I think you, you should. I really think it. you should. Yeah. I'm going to send up to the clouds and, uh, and roam around there okay. and see what's going down. See and, if you can uh, find out who the lady was that kissed you as well. I, right. Uh, that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's my the first thing to do is to find out. So what... you, I just want to confirm that you, <laughs> I so saw you it. Did see that. Yeah. Yeah. It okay. wasn't a vision. Some, someone, some woman came into your, into your bed and kissed you. All right, so uh, for Handsome Hank, this is the Five-Eyed Raven, Dave Dampart. <laughs> and, uh, and now we'll, we'll kibitz with you later in the week. I will say, don't forget, because it's great stuff and not because anything uh, that I had to do with it. Rather, it's the greatest moments of seven Hall of Famers coming up Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, NFL Network, Eternal Red Zone, the 2017 Hall of Fame Class Edition. Set the DVRs now and or... Look for it on Facebook and Twitter. It'll be out on NFL uh, on the NFL handle at some point over the next uh, few days here. Enjoy the Hall of Fame proceedings, the return of uh, preseason football. That will kibitz with you later in the week, right? I mean, uh, at the start of next week. In the meantime, here comes Eddie Spaghetti, sideline reporter Savvy, and Sully with the first ever Game of Game of Thrones mini podcast at the back end of the DDFP. Game of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. We have a fantasy league. The Game of Thrones game. Game Dave. Thanks, Shaq. Eddie Spaghetti here now. 
Sideline Savvy is here, finally. What happened last week? Um, let's just ask Sully. Let's throw that question to Sully because oh. I was ready at 9 a.m. sharp. Me and you both, yeah. Eddie Spaghetti. Well, Sully, ninth place Sully. Uh, ninth place Sully. That that time. Ninth place Sully. A um, little busy, you know. Uh, time here. Yeah, That's what they busy. all say because we are not busy juggling, juggling a few podcasts. So uh, Let yeah. me just tell you that it almost became the unsavvied. The unsavvied. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't for me uh, being the unsullied already, then I, I, but I then guess, again, I guess you could take that. But I don't want to be a Damashek so. was the one handing out the team name, so I think you need to take it. Up All right, but we always have time for Game of Thrones, right? Right. Yeah. So a quick rundown of the standings: still in first place, Kyle Brandt, K. Adams, two hundred twenty points. Damashek and his friend uh, Chris Harris, second place, two hundred ten points. Unbelievable Jeez. jump. Eddie Spaghetti, Edard Spaghetti, third place, one ninety, and we got the rest of the teams uh, following there. So those are the top three teams. Sully, ninth place. What's going on? Uh, yeah, Tyrion finally started talking uh, this week. My number one pick uh, in the first round. So that that, that definitely helps. Yeah. Uh, I'm still not worried. It's still early. Uh, Tyrion's got a lot to to offer. Brand two finally getting back home to Winterfell. I think he's going to bring a lot. Uh, on the fantasy side, and obviously uh, with, with with the plot, the guy the guy's gonna to, to has yet to unveil the R plus L plot with uh, with with John and and, and uh, Daenerys. Very true, Savannah. Anything stick out in our, our league standings to you right off the bat? Really, just Dave's jump up Dave's to jump. number two. I mean, that was that's pretty impressive. The jump by Damashek is something. He's the last guy you want in first place. Does no. he even know he's up to two? Oh, probably not <laughs> he does. And he'll but once he finds out, he'll be bragging. Uh, yeah, so his team with uh, with Chris Harris Jr., uh, major jump there, and uh, I guess Damashek's a real player in our in our league there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now let's go to the episode, episode three. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. Great episode, and the biggest point, for me at least, was the meeting of Ice and Fire. For sure. John yeah, Snow, well, that was awesome. Harry. And the Red Witch referenced that as well. Like, I brought together Ice and Fire, so that's kind of bringing it full circle. I, I said it was my favorite scene and the best scene, that initial dialogue scene when mm-hmm. he first walks in to her own, like, makeshift room with a, with her throne, like the Dragonstone throne, right. which could be better than the Iron Throne itself. Yes. Uh, that meeting to me was was almost like you have, like, chills. You had Tyrion speaking for uh, for Daenerys. You, you had Davos speaking for Jon. And to me, that was, like, an awesome 10, 15-minute, like, of dialogue right there. And I was like, that. this is what we waited for. It right. really was, and it, her um, her explanation of Khaleesi was like so like powerful, and all the was listing off all these things, and then you had Jon Snow's, which was actually pretty um, didn't live up to his you know what he what he could be, I guess, or right. what could be described as. Yeah, I think I think uh, Davos is a is a little bit uh, lesser of a of, yeah. of a of a court. He's more of a court jester and not quite uh, up to up to par. With, so that was funny with the, with the proper uh, court. Um, uh, I guess. Uh, protocol protocol right sure um but yeah i, th- I thought that was that, that was big coming straight out of the gates uh the meeting right right at the start was was uh pretty huge um something that we've been building up for 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 the whole series basically yeah, big time yeah um but i i thought i thought a big moment obviously was bran returning as well yeah uh to winterfell um bran or the three-eyed raven the now three-eyed raven three-eyed now. raven and what everybody's been kind of buzzing about is how he he finally sees a family member for the first time since i guess basically hodor died right um and nothing just 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 blank nothing on his face and i think that kind of symbolizes that he's he's pretty much a seen some stuff oh yeah and b he's fully the the, the three-eyed raven he's he's not oh yeah sure i feel you gotta feel bad for sansa because you have right. Rand come back and he's like well not the three-eyed raven and then uh next week's episode a little mini spoiler Arya returns and she's gonna be like well i'm not Arya, i'm no one so yeah. sansa's like what happened to my family here yeah like, yeah she's fighting with john he's like brand's a three-eyed raven Arya's an assassin with no name it's so sansa's, much has happened since sansa's, the family has been Rekindled, right? Sansa's only the semi-normal one, and she's gone through a lot of she's changes. Gone through a with, she's dealing with Littlefinger. She's dealing with Littlefinger, but she's also grown a ton. Um, and they mention it as well. And Tyrion shows a little bit of of care for for Sansa, his former wife, and saying like, you know, hey, how she's doing? Checking up with John. Yeah, and she's actually doing pretty well. So I'll, let me run through a couple of the big plot points. So whatever one sticks out to you guys, just you know, shout out. I thought that was a big moment. Yeah. Uh, Sam cures Grayscale. We got that. We have the last. Should be now. should be should be points for you. Look. I've done my duty. I've complained. I've messaged on Twitter. I've I've written emails. They don't want to give Sam any points. They don't want That's to help. That's crazy. Sam. It is right. He he. Come on. He is. He cured the worst disease there. He cured a, yep. a major character. He did his job while cleaning up all the junk he was doing there as like the low guy in the totem pole. And he gets no love in, in our league. And I mean, his time his time will come. And I feel like Khaleesi's going to have some um, props to give for that. You know, I right. think that's going to come full circle for Sam. Oh yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah, I mean, he still he he still hasn't fully 
uh, come to to fruition with with a lot of things that he has with, right. with the with the Dragonstone. I feel like he's going to journey uh, north again and, and, and eventually help out John with the with the Dragonstone. Right. So a couple more plot points. Lannisters take Highgarden, the richest uh, city in Westeros. Mm-hmm. Unsullied did take Casterly Rock, Casterly Rock. Sorry, but it's empty now. A couple a couple spots we haven't really seen that much in the series right. if at all. Right. So I think it's the first time. That's right. good. It's a good point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cersei will eventually kill Tyene Sand. That uh, was while Arya crazy. Crazy scene. That was a crazy Ooh, scene, which I blooded. knew was when they were walking in. I was like, "Oh, this is it's about to go down." Seriously, it, it, it's about, it, to. Is about to hit the fan. And, right. <laughs> like, I was really afraid to watch the scene. I was I was thinking I was gonna have to close my eyes. I, I was thinking she was gonna go with the skull crush, but yeah, she she what she, she did is probably pretty vicious. more. It's yeah, pretty you gotta, brutal. You but watch your daughter just. Right, and but the the more I guess positive death scene was the Queen of Thorns, Olena Tyrell. Got amazing, the, got the last word before, and she just chugged that wine with the Mike poison dropped. in it. Uh, amazing, like that, she has my MVP vote. For oh this yeah, word. yeah, she. No, that's a good. That's a good vote for MVP. And one thing, a uh, little branch off of that was that she tells Jamie that she was the one that killed. Yes, right, Joffrey. That's why she Tyrion. Has, right. She said, "Watch out, Cersei's going to be your 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 downfall." And now it's like, well, Tyrion really didn't do it, and Cersei wants to kill Tyrion. Maybe Jamie's starting to think in his head, well, maybe. Tyrion's not the bad guy. Right. Maybe it is Cersei. I think right. I think uh I think Jamie is gonna end up teaming up with Tyrion at some point in the series. They have to be, to fight the White Walkers, but it might come against their sister mm-hmm. before before it's all said and done. Yeah. She's because Cersei's really you know, and in a really twenty seventeen way of saying things, um, feeling herself these oh, yeah. days. Oh, yeah. No, she's feeling herself. <laughs> yeah, she's feeling herself. She is. So, so you mentioned MVP. Your MVP is Lana Tyrell. Is yes. because of that scene, it's because her just entire character and it's, all the, the quick witty well, stuff. Of, yes, of course. I mean her entire character, but in and itself, her just throwing it out there that she's the one that that took down Joffrey. I mean, and just ruthless, you know, like, and saying, and tell Cersei because I want her to know. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I'm going to miss her. Yeah. Oh, oh she, was, will, she, yeah. was, she was one of the wittier, quick, quick uh, snarky characters. I hate to Game see her. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's rough to see her like go. that. Losing your, your, the, richest, the richest city. Like, you're going down yeah. like that, and she's like, all right, well, whatever. I, you, I, have my, see, I have my run. You see Jamie walking through uh, Highgarden, and you see just the the uh, the one shot of some soldiers just counting up mountains of gold. They're back. And I, I think that's what the writers are kind of insinuating, is they, they might be propping up the Lannisters a little more than uh, than what they actually are, but... They they seem like they're they're, they're the Lannisters they're have a lot of debt to pay. They got a they got big big Mama Mo on their side right now. Right, that's true. So, so who's your MVP then? Ooh, uh, I gotta go. I gotta go with the Lannisters. I gotta go with Cersei. I great, mean, she she, she, she took she took down. Uh, she had the the big uh, takedown of the series uh, so far this season and and taking down Highgarden and, and she's got the money on her side. She tricked Tyrion right. and uh, and basically they basically gave them their homeland, uh, but. It, it, it turns out that's not that big of a deal. Jamie's got a plan for that. It, well. it feels like Daenerys was so far in the lead, and now she like blew the three one lead. Right. To oh yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's three three right now. It, it, which really, I mean, Tyrion's plan of sneaking through the sewage. I mean, that could have worked so well. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It, I mean, that and could have been. I mean, it, it did. But they, but, but, they, but it was like it was to uh, no avail. It was, it was like uh, uh, Snoopy, and they they pulled right. the football for, straight from him. Like that they, they he thought like he had a Super great Bowl. plan, but it. Oh man. <laughs> Poor Falcons. Um, but, and poor Seahawks, uh, but yeah, no, seriously, I, I pulled pulled the ball from him, yeah, and, and it turns out that that wasn't that big of a sure. victory. Well, my MVP would have been the Lannisters, but since you pick them, I'm going to go with John because the thing in the situation John was in, John, he's a Stark, well, Stark blood that had to go south, never bodes well. Right. He goes no. into the home of Daenerys, and he's not going to bend the knee. And he's like, "Listen, there's a real big problem up north. I know you Look like guys. the Iron Throne, and you want that in King's Landing, but there's something a couple miles north that's way worse than any of that." And he stood his ground. Him and Davos, they stood their ground. He's going to get what he wants, which is digging for the dragon glass. So I think that was a pretty big moment for John. Mm-hmm. Uh, and little like the sneak peek of the dragon flying over his head. It's like, oh, maybe that, that's a little tip to cap. Maybe his heritage is, uh, you know, not what we think it is. It could be. Uh, there's no way. Family of dragons. You don't think? So? No, there's no way he's a Targaryen. Oh, okay, okay, and you agree story. then? Yeah, no, yeah, that's it what is. I thought. It, he, yeah, it's, it's a, he's officially a Targaryen. We oh. know this. So to wrap things up, like I said, episode four, the spoils of war. Arya meets Sansa. You have any big predictions of that? They mentioned war in the title. Is there a you know battle going on? Uh, Arya and Sansa. I feel like there is like? going to be a battle. There's I don't know where, but the the, the pacing of this past episode was yeah. perfect, and mm-hmm. they're they're not going to slow it down at this point. They're, right. They don't, they don't have time. I mean, you have any big things coming up in this episode? You excited about? Um, I don't know. I mean, this really 
the Jon Snow, I mean, I'm always looking forward to what's next for him. Sure. I mean, especially with the Dragon Glass, I think he has I think he has uh, the good on his side. Right. Seeing John in a sunny environment for the first time. He's so negative, but seeing yeah. him in a sunny environment was great. Yeah. Uh, what I'm looking forward to is to see Arya now in Winterfell with Sansa, mm-hmm. uh, not because of their relationship, but because what it means for Littlefinger. So right. absolutely. Uh, I don't I think he had a little little yeah. nasty look, which he normally does on his face. I, I, I think Sansa was walking her off to see Bran. Yeah, I think the the clock's ticking on, on Littlefinger there, but uh, I'm pretty excited for this episode, as I am for all episodes. Right. So, all right, guys, good stuff. Good uh, stuff. Looking forward to next week. All right, really check. pleased to join this. I know, week. It's good. I'm I'm ready. Uh, Recurring guest. I think we lunch. have. I think we have our time slot. Yeah, I think we have our time slot, and I think uh, the Unsullied are coming back up from nine. I don't know about that one. As long as Dave's on, don't call it a comeback. As long as Dave's on <laughs> first anymore, I think we'll all be happy. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.